Welcome to The City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. Are you ready for the word now? We're starting up a brand new series. Tell your neighbor, this is brand new. This is brand new, and we are... We are in the, bless you, we are in the book of James. Uh, How many of y'all love the book of James? The book of James is a good book for many reasons. People call it, scholars call it the Proverbs of the New Testament, uh, which it's it's the most, one of the most practical uh, Christian living books in the New Testament. And uh, and so... there are some sermons that are deeply theological, which talk about, you know, the character and nature of God, who God is. Uh, th- now, there are some series that are very practical. And what I love about this series in the book of James, that we are going to be talking through some practical uh, things of everyday life. And, um, and, and, I, and I just want to thank God also for the series that we just came out of, the Faithful series, uh, which um, all four parts are up on the podcast, and I would encourage you to check that out. Um, I've been hearing some great feedback from a lot of people, how it's ministered to them, and, um, and that's, just, that's just so great to hear and so encouraging. Um, but I believe that the Lord has a fresh word for the church this morning, and so we are going to be opening up our Bibles today to the book of James, where we will be for the next several weeks, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. James chapter 1, uh, so that is right after the book of Hebrews. Toward the end of your New Testament, James chapter 1, and I'll just be reading verses 2, 3, and 4. My version says it this way. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I want to highlight some key words. Consider it pure joy. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, you know that testing produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish so that we can be mature and complete. Uh, Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for this amazing church. Thank you, God, for what you are going to say to us today. And so I pray that we would be responsive and and that we would be open uh, to the reading of your word and the explanation of it. And Holy Spirit, uh, I pray that the services that we have today, the 1115 service, the six o'clock service, that every moment we spend in your house today would be spent, oh God, uh, in a sacrifice of praise and that we would see fruit flow from today. We ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. amen. Purpose, if we were to define the word purpose. Um, We kind of all know what that is, but it's the reason for which something exists. Uh, Purpose is kind of like the the why behind the what. It's the the thing that kind of gives the thing uh, a reason for being or a reason for existing. And I'm going to give you my main idea, the big idea right off the bat. Uh, Everything that has a purpose must be tested. Everything that has a purpose must be tested. Let's just go through some examples to kind of lay the foundation. So I'm a big Christmas fan. Any Christmas lovers in the house? 
Man, yeah, you know our Christmas lovers are already getting ready for next Christmas, right? Uh, we're, we're, already, we're already itching for it, and it's only February. And then we have another whole half that's like, no, 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 no. But man, I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas trees. And, uh, and, and we started off with a big tree on our first year married, and then we started like shrinking, and then we got like a real tree, and I'll never do a real tree again. And then, and then cause I, yeah, and then I got, we bought like a, a small tree at Big Lots. How many of y'all love Big Lots? Big Lots is a good place. So I got, sorry, I got something in my eye. Uh, we, got, so we got a tree at Big Lots, but we got a pre-lit tree. For people that have no patience like myself, pre-lit is lit. Right? You pull it out the box. It's two pieces that you just put together, and you plug it in, and you're ready to go. Pre-lit. But before pre-lit, we always just lit. You know what I mean? We always had to just string the lights. Have you ever pulled out your old Christmas lights? And you, you're like, nah, these work. And then, yeah, you're lying to you. These, these are fine. I bought these new last year. And then you start stringing the lights. And you're going deep in the tree to make it nice, look nice and full of lights. Because you don't want it to just look like one string. You want it to look like full, dense with lights. You fill up that whole tree with lights. You're like, nah, this is going to work. And then you, you just keep stringing it, stringing it. You double it up now. You're going back down. You're going all the way back down. You want this thing to look real, like, full and lit. And then the moment of truth comes for you to plug in your lights. And you plug it in. Half the tree is out. The top half is blinking. And then... And then the other half is colored, and you didn't even realize it. Like, it's just, it's just because something that has a purpose needs to be tested before it can be used. If something has a reason for existing, that thing needs to be tested before it can be used. BJ's has really nailed this because when you go around for samples, they have nailed the, the, the significance of testing before you purchase. Now, now, how many of y'all love you some uh, BJ's samples of anything? It don't matter if they're giving away Skittles, you going back around. Chicken quesadillas for days, and then you, you grab one, you take a stroll around, you come back and you start touching your face for no reason. You the, oh, and you just start like, you know, like, oh, let me just see, maybe just one more, and you just like, just one more, and then you just grab another, take another stroll around, go back by the other one that has drinks, and you grab a drink, and then you come back around, put on a hat, and grab one more quesadilla, and, and then you, you send your mom over to grab yourself, grab you another one, and then... Send your kids, right? You send your children over because at least it's your kids and they can get away with anything. And you leave BJ's full without ever having bought nothing. Between paychecks, y'all, this is the answer. Pray for provision and go to BJ's. But the principle is the same. You test before you buy. Because anything that has a purpose should be tested before it can be used. We, we do this with car purchasing, right? If you've ever bought a car, you test drive a car. Now, my wife, this is something about my wife. My wife's an amazing person, right? When it comes to cars, she doesn't care what color it is. She doesn't care what, how fast it goes. She don't care about cylinders. She don't care about leather or cloth. She don't care if it got, like, features. What she cares about when it comes to a car, there's one thing, one thing she cares about, not cup holders, what she cares about, is there a light on the mirror, on the visor? You can buy 
yourself a 1988 Toyota Camry, but if there is a light on that visor, that's a good car for Alini. Her Honda has a light. My Kia got no light. It's the, yeah, well, so, so what she does is she holds up her phone with the flashlight. It's almost like, and then I hold up my phone sometimes if it's real dark at night. And it's just, it's just crazy because I, I don't know, because here's the thing with church and makeup and the, makeup is done on the way to church. You know what I mean? And we live only three minutes away. So, so, so that's, that's, that, that's, an, that's. Not a, not a lot of time, but you need, you, need, you need the lights. Ladies, can you testify to that? You need the light on the visor. The thing is, I never use my visor. I have like papers stuck in my visor. I got like bills in my visor. I got parking tickets in my visor. Like I got everything up in my visor. You put my visor down, you're covered in paper. Um, but before you purchase, you test. Because everything that has a purpose must be tested before it can use. How many of y'all love hot, 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 hot water when you're about to shower? Let me talk about my wife again. I don't know what is up with the temperature of the water when she takes a shower. So she closes the door of the bathroom, which, okay, so, and she's in there for a while. It's hair washing night. Goodbye, good night, I'll see you tomorrow, right? And, and she comes out, and the smoke billows out of the bathroom. I'm like, girl, did you just like burn yourself in there? Like, this is, this is, this is crazy. Yeah, she calls it a spa shower. She, li- she lights a candle. She, yeah, she'll, she'll like bring like a, a, a thing of eucalyptus in so that it, it the, so that the aromas, and I'm like, girl, what is, this is not, we ain't bougie. Like, this is not, this is not us. Like, it's just a shower, right? But, but before you jump in, have you ever jumped into a cold shower and it cuts your breath? Right? It cuts your breath, takes your breath away. But, but when the water is just right, water is just, we test before we enter because everything that has a purpose must be tested before it can be used. You see, we test all sorts of things. Have you ever bought clothes and you didn't try them on? You're like, nah, this will fit. So you just kind of do the whole hold it up to yourself kind of test and you start, you know, saying, praying for the slimming and, and, and you just, you go home and you go to try it and you're looking like Pillsbury Doughboy over there in that extra medium shirt that you should have gotten a, a large, if not an extra large, a triple X. Like we, we, that, I, I, I went through that process where things that I was wearing were no longer fitting and I was lying to myself that they fit. Fellas, if you can see your skin through the buttons on that button down, it's time to part ways with that button down, fellas. Now I'll put on an undershirt. No, go buy yourself a new shirt. Ain't nobody trying to see that. Right? And, and so, but you got you to gotta test before you wear or purchase because everything that has a purpose must be tested before it can be used. Friendship's got to be tested. Yeah, we just went from surface level talking about hot water showers. Now we're jumping into where friendships friendships have to be tested. In order for a friendship to fulfill its purpose, it has to go through a test. Because if we're only friends as long as we're agreeing on everything, that's not a friendship, that's a partnership. Because we have a common denominator of what we both need out of this relationship. But when a friendship is tested, that's when you know it's legit. Marriages need to be tested. 
I know, I'm, not, I'm under no false impression. There are far more handsome men in this world than I. And my mom's saying, no, Shane Elton, you're the most handsome. And my dad's saying, amen. But there, Alini better, yeah, okay, yeah, I was. <laughs> there are far more handsome men in this world than I. I get that. Hard to believe, but true. There are men far fitter, more fit than I. And, and I say more fit as if I'm any fit. There are men that are fit, and that's okay. There are men who have far more money than I have. <laughs> but my treasures are in heaven. Come on, somebody say amen. He is my great reward. I, I understand that. There are men that are far... There are men my age who are making money that I can only dream of. Sometimes I look at these athletes and they're like, 18, raking in multi-millions of dollars. I'm like, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? I, go, I resort to King James when I'm mad at God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Like, 22, came up with one idea. All of a sudden, they got an app in our company. They're 22, living at... My, what? Have you ever noticed, man? When you know you're old. When people younger than you are making more money than you. There are men making a ton more money than me. That's okay. Because nobody can love my wife like I do. Nobody. Nobody can love my... Now, my job is a little bit easier because there are no women more beautiful than her on the face of the earth. And although there may be women with more money... She is my greatest treasure. And you see, marriage has to be tested because you, you marry one woman, and guess what? There are billions of other women on the planet. And if you're going to get distracted by the billions of women on the planet, can we go there? You see, when, when you marry one woman, it's as if all the other women have become men. That may sound weird, but that's the way it got to be. Ladies, before y'all chuckle too much, when you, marry, when you marry that man, all the other men have become your girlfriends. Marriage has to be tested. What happens when you get attention from somebody that's not your spouse? That's the test. What happens when finances are stressful and now it's creating division in the home? What, what, that's the test. Because everything that has purpose must be tested. I think I've given you enough examples. I could, I could go through 15 more, but I would run out of time because my point is very simple. Wherever there is purpose, wherever there is the meaning of existence, that thing has to be tested in order for it to be used. If we're talking about hot water and clothes and cars and the car mirror and the car light, and we're talking about friendships and marriage, and we're going all the way down into the deep end, do we not know that our faith must be tested also? 
you, you see, James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And, and, and what persever- when it is complete, we will come out of the process of testing, not lacking anything. You see, when James uses the word, whenever you face tests of many kinds, that word, whenever, tells me something. It tells me that, number one, you will never be ready for the test that is coming your way. Never, you're never going to be ready. When you're waiting to be ready, you're never going to be ready. That's just the way life is. Have you noticed that tests are sequential almost? Like when you go through one test, God is like, okay, now let's do the test of patience. And then you test, pass the test of patience. Now let's uh, bring your family's hot mess back to the surface. Let's go through that. Now you sorted through that. You've gone through counseling and therapy and all of that's gone. Now let's go through the test of unemployment. Now we're going to test what it means to depend on God as our provider. And it just seems like when, when it rains, it pours. You go through one test, you go through a thousand tests. Have any of y'all had that year where it just felt like from January 1st to December 31st, it was test after test after test? It's like, God, when can I get a, va- can I get a vacation from the test? We can get back to this material later. Have you ever felt like that? Yes. Like, man, yes. what is going on? Like, I wonder what, how bad it would be if I weren't faithful to you, God. Like, if it's this rough and I'm loving you, Jesus, and worshiping you, how hard would it be? And here's the thing, those that are far don't need to be tested. They just consider it life circumstances. But when we're looking at our test through the eyes of faith, what we're seeing is that before something with purpose can be used, that thing has to be tested. So whenever you face trials of any kind, shows that it's going to happen to at any time. But number two, it's going to happen to everybody. I want you to tell your neighbor, get ready. Tell, tell your other neighbor, get ready. Because... Either everybody in the room falls into one of these three categories. Either you have just come out of a test, either you are in the middle of a test, or either you are awaiting a test tomorrow morning. So this word is for everybody in the room. Because we have all been through the test. We have all been through the fire. And the fire looks different for different people. But let me just remind you of this. It is certain to happen. I went through a, I'm going to use a small example. This is not deeply spiritual, theological, doctrinal. This is just a really petty point, but it's going to prove a spiritual, a spiritual principle. Uh, some time ago, I think I shared this story on a Sunday morning once. I probably shared all my stories, but whatever, you can rehear them. Uh, so uh, back in the, uh, maybe a year ago, when was the pineapple story, Alex? Was that a year ago? The pineapple at Target? About, about there. Well, I should probably ask you too. Was that about a year ago? Something like that. It doesn't matter. And, and so she wanted this tiny little pineapple from the dollar spot at Target, right? She wanted a porcelain pi- white pineapple with a gold little top on it, right? And so we went to every Target within a 50-mile radius to find this one little pineapple with the gold little top for, for her because the wife gets what a wife wants. And so we drove to the one in Plainville and we drove to the two in Warwick, and be, which the two in Warwick are literally within one mile of each other. Like y'all could combine and have one place, but that's their business. And so, and, and so we went to the one in Swansea and I like the Swansea one. The Swansea one's a cool one. And then we went to uh, North Attleboro, of course, which is like our home target. That's where like, that's where we like invest. That's where we tithe basically. And then, um, and then we went to the one, which one am I missing? We went up to Seekonk. That's right. That's my, that's my growing up target. That's the target that I know. That's the layout that I know. So, so when I go into the North Attleboro one, I'm still flipped because the target one in Seekonk is looking different than the target in North Attleboro. And if you go to targets, you know, 
know what I'm talking about. So we went to all those targets and then we started like branching out because we are one church in two cities. And so everything from here to Boston is fair territory. And so we had friends go to the one at Fenway and we had, we went to the one in, where was that other one? Where was the one that we actually... Westwood. We went to Westwood, right? And we walk. Is that the one where we found it? So we walk into Westwood. Walk into. Wait, we went to another one too. I don't know. We went to all of them. Name it. We went to that Target. We walk into Westwood. Alini spots the white porcelain. Three dollar pineapple. This thing was not crazy. This thing was just like she wanted it. We spot it. We hand it to the lady. The 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 the, the worker. The, no, not the cashier, the, 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 the lady that was working the aisles. And we're like, do you have any more of these? So she was going to scan it so she could see if there was a supply of others in the store. We hand her the one porcelain pineapple that we have found in the region of New England. This thing has a top. This thing has a top that comes off. It's porcelain. We hand it to her. She... She tips it over like this to scan the bottom. She drops the porcelain top on the tile floor, shattering it into a million pieces. Here was Shane's test. Was I going to be Pastor Shane and give her a word about restoration? Or was I going to be Shane? I was Shane. This is on tape because we were so excited. We started filming the moment. Bliss turned into despair in one second. And I turned to the lady and I said, we came all the way from Rhode Island for that pineapple. And I would have said more. But then I flipped into like, not Pastor Shane, but like Brother Shane. Not full blown, maybe like Deacon Shane. And, and I was like, yeah, let, me just, let me just relax. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was almost like she knew the story and did it on purpose. I was like, this is unreal. Am I dreaming? We've gone. Because at this point, you're saying this is no big deal. I had been to 10 targets, and this was the one pineapple we found. And the one pineapple we found, she dropped. My flesh was like, how inept are you? How unable to do your job are you? You're all judging me, but it's okay. I'm proving a spiritual point because you would have probably done the same thing. The test comes with disappointment. I'm using my examples to not show what a great Christian I was. And I just said, you know what? The righteous may fall a thousand times, but the Lord... Now, I didn't use any scriptures. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I could have used every scripture, but I didn't. You see, the test of your faith will come when the unexpected happens. And you see, everything with purpose needs to be tested. Everything with purpose. I'm, I'm doing an online class. 
I've been doing a series of online classes, and if you've ever taken an online class ever, you know it's very different. I'm a classroom person. I prefer being in the room, you know, with actual, like, a time that I need to be there, because if it's online, I kind of feel like, well, whatever, I'll just do it, I'll just do it later. Uh, this, the, the schedule is set to Denver time, so all the assignments are due by midnight Denver time, which I've now calculated is 2 a.m. our time, and so I will then push it all the way till I can possibly procrastinate to get it done, as long as it's submitted by Denver. Denver time. Now, I just finished a class this past week on, uh, on, it was something in the, it was Paul's letters. That's what it was all about. And, uh, and there was a final exam set for this class. Now, we all knew this was coming. This was a closed book uh, test. You can only take, it's only 45 minutes online. You can study all you want, but once you start the test, you can't consult any materials. Honor system, if you're cheating, then the Lord knows. It's Bible college. Why would you do this? And so, um, so the time came for me to take my test. Now, I didn't really devote myself much to studying. I was just like, Lord, I've been preaching Paul's letters for, you know, 10 years. I'll be okay. And, and then let me just kind of review the notes, peruse through it. I took the test. I did okay. I didn't fail. I didn't, I, yeah, I was, you know, C's get degrees. So like, I was, I was like right there in the, in the middle. And, and so I was, you know, you know, not, not bad, not great, not proud of it. Not going to bring it home mom's fridge. Not that kind of thing. I, I was just, you know, C's get degrees. And so I, I, then you have to go onto the online forum and post that you completed the exam. So I was the first one that completed. I was like, yeah, that's right. Even though C's get degrees, I was like, yeah, completed the exam on 2-14-19. Then all the other students start posting theirs. And I noticed a couple comments down from mine. This girl that's also in the class commented, completed the exam on 2-15, dot, 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 dot. Ouch. That's what she commented. Complete the exam, dot, 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 ouch. Have you ever felt like that? Like you've gone through the test and now all you can say after God's done, all he's wanting to do is ouch. Ouch. Man, I felt like that. It's like, Lord, I got through it, but ouch. Man, I survived. I'm still breathing, but barely. Ouch. Have you ever come into worship and even to lift up your hands feels like, ouch. And even to say an amen during a service feels like, ouch. Have you ever been in a circle of friends that are all laughing and it seems like all their lives are going great and in the inside of you, all you can do is scream out, ouch. You see, this is not a sign of the absence of God. It's a sign of the presence of your faith. Because if you had no faith, you wouldn't need to be tested. It says, whenever you face trials of many kinds, know the testing of your faith. You see, testing of your faith proves that there is faith to be tested. So the fact that you are going through a test doesn't prove the absence of God or the disfavor of God. It proves the presence of your faith. And it shows that as long as you are going through a test, God is submitting you to a process that is making you more, look more like Jesus. It's not the absence of God. The, the, what you're going through is not punishment for what you have done or not done. I believe that the testing that we are going through is actually a process that God is submitting us to that makes us look more like Jesus. It's not the absence of God. It's the presence of our faith. If there was nothing valuable in you, you wouldn't need to be tested. Because everything that has purpose needs to be tested in order to be used. And if it's true about Christmas lights, you better bet your last dollar it's going to be true about you. 
Because everything that was created for a purpose has to be tested before it can be used. Can you tell your neighbor you're going to be tested? Is this meaning anything to anybody this morning? I pray it does, because this is meaning something to me. Pain is not punishment. Pain is not punishment. When I, my, first, my freshman uh, year, first semester of college, um, I went to United States uh, over, over there where bones go to break that place over there. Uh, roller, rollerblading. And uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday. We were rollerblading. It was Halloween. That's back when we used to go there for Halloween. And, you know, now churches are doing like hallelujah nights and all that. But that's when we, were, we would go roller skating, hallelujah nights for Halloween, skating on Halloween. And so I was racing. And uh, I remember the moment where I just knew I was going to fall. And I went to go break my fall with my, with my hands. I went like this. And as I went to go break my fall with my arms, my wrist broke uh, underneath my, my weight. And then I was still a very skinny boy. I can't even imagine what would happen now. And, uh, and, and so I, I broke it. And, uh, and as soon as I was on the ground, I'm like, yeah, my wrist does not look the way it should. And it was this wrist right here. And I noticed right here, right below my actual wrist, this bone was just kind of like popped up like that. Just like, boop. And, uh, and so I decided I'm just going to press it back in. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be okay. Just. And then I went to go lift myself up off of that godforsaken wooden floor at United Skates, the, that floor which I have never touched since then and won't ever touch again where bones go to break. And I went to go lift myself up and I realized like this wrist is detached from the rest of myself. It, it's not going to support my weight. And so they, it was all dramatic. They called the ambulance. I go out on a stretcher like I'm dying. It was only a wrist, but it was... It was dramatic, and you know, when you're in a, you feel like everything is just, you just feel like you're dying. Like, you know, I'm in a stretcher. They're going to put a like gas mask. What's going on? And so we start going to Rhode Island Hospital, and I get to Rhode Island Hospital, and, uh, and the moment comes for them to, you know, put my bone back so that we can put a cast on. And my dad came. My mom was there. We were all, we were all there. And this was 2007, and it was already the 21st century. I feel like there should have been like technology for this. Um, you know, like, I mean, by the year 2000, we were expecting flying cars. You remember that? Like Y2K, the whole bit. We were expecting like life was going to be like Jetsons by 2000. Here we are, 2019, still driving in traffic, but whatever. And so they pull out like two gallons of water tied with a rope. I'm like, what is this primitive, archaic technology for? And so these two gallons of water tied together with a rope, they hang it on, on my bicep, on this arm, to pull this down so that two doctors, not one, two, can grab my wrist and pull my wrist up to align it with the rest of my arm. Horrifying. The pain of alignment was more traumatic than the pain of the breaking. I should drop this mic and leave because that is a sermon for the rest of your life. You need nobody to ever preach you a word ever again. The pain of alignment is harder to go through than the pain of the breaking. But the alignment is what would bring the healing. 
More than a golf clap, Tiger Woods didn't putt-putt. I want you to clap like you mean it. Like we're standing out on a golf course. Good one. Par. Bogey, whatever they say on the golf course. Never knew those words. <laughs> but the pain of alignment is what brings the healing. And then they put the cast on. They started doing the cast. And I, I always grew up watching kids come into elementary school and junior high with casts. I'm like, man, I, and I always thought it was, like, it was an American thing. Like, man, Americans break their bones mad easy, apparently. Like, I never saw the ethnic kids coming with casts. It was always like, it's always the white kids. Always a lot of casts and, <laughs> mad casts and signatures and stuff, right? Signing it. All of a sudden, I was that person. But I went, I always saw those casts growing up. I'm like, wow, that looks impressive. And then, time came from my cast and then they did the cast it looked fine but then the doctor started bending the cast bending it like in the middle I'm like no the way my arm is set up it's supposed to be straight and he's like no what we got to do is we have to adjust how it is so that the bone that we've aligned stays where it is I'm like this looks horrible I can't have my friends sign this this looks, this looks terrible bend it right here in the middle of my forearm but the bending process is what would keep it straight. It's the testing. It's the bending that keeps you aligned with who God has called you to be. You see, things with purpose have to be tested before they can be used. Things that have purpose have to be tested before they can be used. Because Something will always stay at potential until it is tested. Purpose will only be potential until it gets tested. You will only become the person God has created you to be when everything within you is tested. Because if we're never tested, what is going to sit there is just potential of who we could possibly be. Right? A car can be built, but until that car is tested, you will never see that potential turn into the purpose for which it was created. And the same thing goes for us. We were made and manufactured in the image of God, but until we are tested, there will never be an unlocking or an unleashing of who we were created to be. You see, the test is what turns potential into purpose. Wow. So this morning, you may be facing hardship or trial or you may be going through one of the most difficult seasons of your life and I want to remind you of one simple principle is that pain is not punishment it's alignment and what you are going through this morning is very little compared to what Christ went through for the sake of your soul you see if we're going to peel back the layers and look at the gospel story Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. And the moment came where he would be betrayed into the hands of the Romans and crucified on a cross for sins he didn't commit. And we see on the night of his betrayal, he is kneeling there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's having a very candid conversation with his heavenly father. And he's saying, Father, if it be your will, pass this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. There was the potential of salvation there. 
The potential of salvation was there at the garden. The potential of salvation was at the cross. The potential of salvation was already existed because Jesus Christ had already come. The potential was there. But submitting himself to the pain is what would turn potential into the purpose of salvation for everybody who would believe. You see, you will never see purpose unlocked in your life until you go through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, pain is what turns potential into purpose. Pain is what took Jesus from the Garden of Gethsemane to the Roman cross, to the borrowed grave, so that we could have salvation this morning. Pain is what took the man named Jesus to be the one who is now King of kings and Lord of lords seated on the throne. Pain is what took him from a place of submission to the will of the Father so that we could now entrust ourselves to the one who has given us the free gift of salvation. You see, pain is the gateway to purpose. Pain is the gateway to purpose. And so this morning, my word to you, God's word for you is simple. Say yes to the test. Because when you submit yourself to the process of pain, you are submitting yourself to the alignment that comes to become more like Jesus Christ. And my purpose in this life is not to live a comfortable, posh lifestyle. My purpose is to be fully poured out for the gospel and to be fully submitted to the will of my Father. And if pain is what draws that out of me, then I will say yes to the test every single time. Could you stand with me this morning?